0: Welcome to the fourth episode of my podcast series, Financial Crime Matters. I'm Kieran Beer, Chief Analyst for ACAMS, the world's largest membership organization for anti-financial crime professionals. And this series examines hot topics by featuring interviews with the people who are making a difference in fighting financial crime. In this fourth podcast, I speak with Angel Swift, Vice President of Compliance and Financial Solutions at Enigma Technologies. Angel is a former prosecutor with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, who then spent time leading investigations and working within the Financial Intelligence Unit at American Express before joining Enigma. In the various roles that Angel's held, she has demonstrated an ongoing commitment to fighting human trafficking. She currently serves on the board of anti-human trafficking not-for-profit Polaris and has been a leader in a joint effort by Polaris, Enigma, and ACAMS to create STAT, Stand Together Against Trafficking, a powerful tool that brings together financial institutions and law enforcement I hope you find my talk with Angel informative and perhaps even motivating and that you subscribe to our podcast series on SoundCloud or iTunes because financial crime matters to me and to you. Here we go.
1: How did you first become involved in anti-human trafficking work? Both of my
2: parents came from Vietnam, war-torn country, Uh, lucky enough to be first generation here in the United States and have the ability to think about what a basic human right is. I ended up going to law school and going down the career path of becoming a prosecutor at the Manhattan DA's office and really to think about ways I can be a part of helping protect those who were vulnerable.
1: But you left the Manhattan DA's office. You didn't say, like, I'm done with doing anti-human trafficking work. What did you realize you could do? American Express.
2: One of the hardest things to do as a prosecutor is to prove every single element of a crime beyond a reasonable doubt. And we were really challenged to think about ways to identify alternative evidence sources. You've got eyewitness testimony, recordings. This is around 2006. Criminals were coming off the streets and onto the internet. We were really focused on how do we bring cases and use all of this new type of evidence, understanding digital evidence and digital things fingerprints, and identity theft and cybercrime, and using that for prosecuting sex crimes. Data is really the center of my investigative mindset, Mm -hmm. and it's the one thing that I'm extremely passionate about because it is evidence in my mind. And something
1: banks have a lot of.
2: (laughs) And something banks have a ton of. They just don't know... How to, use it. how to use it.
1: Right. We're talking about this heinous crime. Mm-hmm. For background, what are we talking about in, in terms, terms of numbers and people involved worldwide?
2: The International Labor Organization, the ILO, has given the number that everybody is quoting these days. And of course, everything is an estimate. But the current numbers are that there are an estimated 40.3 million people trapped in modern day slavery. And 15.4 million of those are a product of forced marriage. So is the population of people that we are talking about in terms of forced labor. So thinking worldwide, Australia has 25 million people. So if we're just talking about the 24.9 in forced labor, not accounting for the forced marriage component, that's about the size of Australia.
1: We're here to talk about STAT, standing together against trafficking.
2: The core of every anti-money laundering program is the ability to detect suspicious behavior and obviously human trafficking activity is one of those types of suspicious behaviors that financial institutions are trying to detect. The best way is to understand how human trafficking actually looks. So what types of transaction records, what types of interactions should financial institutions be looking at? That is probably the hardest part of any AML program is how do I know what to look for and literally you hear a needle in the haystack all the time.
1: And it truly is... Typologies is a big word for our people in yes. the AML world exactly. and the anti-financial crime world.
2: And everyone is trying to understand how do I identify a topology, and the way that I define that is a pattern of behavior that's indicative of any criminal behavior within your customer set. And the way the industry goes about doing that is going to conferences and educating themselves, participating in public-private working groups with law enforcement, nonprofit organizations, just understanding as much as they possibly can about the crime. And then translating that into how that would look in numbers, in columns and rows. There have been many efforts throughout the years with law enforcement and financial institutions working together to do just that. Law enforcement coming out and saying, we've identified a ring of brothels that were being housed within nail salons. Attached to that is an apartment complex. And they'll come in and they'll say, we've seen that amounts usually range from $25 to $200. Hundred and fifty dollars and they'll come through and talk to you about very specific details. And then financial institutions take that and translate that into, okay, what does that mean for me? Do I have credit card transactions, prepaid transactions? Are people using debit cards, checks, cash? Do they have ATMs near those locations? And so there are a lot of components that we learn about from criminal investigations that we then have to translate into financial speed.
1: How does staff bring all that together? Both sort of the components in it and then how people interact with it?
2: Right now, the way any AML professional may get an understanding of what all of this information is, is to go to a bunch of PDFs or go to websites the source of all of the information is vast. So STAT seeks to bring together all of the information in all of its different sources and organize it into one place. So a user would come into STAT, log in, and then they're walked through a a search experience, an explore experience as we're Mm -hmm. calling it, to choose and look for the indicators or topologies that are most relevant to them. So if I am a credit card company, I can go in and click on credit card topologies and all of the topologies related to credit cards would appear. And so it's meant to facilitate a financial institution looking for information that is specific and relevant to them. And if I have certain kinds
1: of clients that I think represent a high risk business? Yes. Sort of...
2: We've categorized and organized all of the topologies in a variety of ways. The first and foremost being by product. The next is by impacted industry. And so polarity which is a non-profit organization that we've partnered with quite closely, very focused on gathering data to help inform the world so that people can do something about trafficking. They've mapped 25 different types of human trafficking. Those 25 different types map back to industries. And so it, within our platform are those 25 industries such as hospitality, travel, and so on.
1: So you mentioned Polaris. Talk a little bit about some of the Contributing forces into this.
2: The idea of STAT initially came from a series of working groups. The idea behind them is to share as much information as possible, so you can go out and do something. The problem is that different people go to different working groups, and all of the information kind of becomes very filtered. During one of these working groups that involved ACAMS and Polaris and a number of financial institutions, the idea kind of came about that we are in a world of Facebook, we're in a world of Amazon, we're in a world of LinkedIn, where. There there's so much data that these technology companies have to do something with that data, and why couldn't we figure out a way within the anti-trafficking space for financial crimes, why couldn't we figure out a way to share this information in a much easier format? And so that requires expertise from law enforcement, industry, technology, as well as nonprofit organizations. We had really the right people around the table in one place to definitively launch the STAT initiative. Right. And we have not only Polaris and ACAMS, but also 15 financial institutions who have officially signed up for what we're calling a soft launch. And that's essentially testing the platform out.
1: You've taken all of this data, the 25 typologies from Polaris, put it together, but people are going to keep adding to it, right? Yes.
2: Yes. That's a must, the lifeline of the tool itself. It's a way of crowdsourcing, if you will, all sorts of intelligence about human trafficking from all of the people who know about it. Because we've created a unified and consistent structure that people can then enter the information, we'll be able to share it in a much broader way. I should state, because this comes up quite a bit as a question, which is right now we are only talking about sharing information and intelligence, not data. So a lot of questions we get are, are people sharing customer data, names, and addresses? You can't do that. You cannot cannot. do that. (laughs) Absolutely. We're just talking about putting together all of our learnings into one place
1: how do I sign
2: up? Right now it is in the phase of soft launch, which means only the soft launch users have access. And that's just because we need to test the platform. There's enigma.stat.com website. Anybody can go there today and click on sign up for stat. You'll be added to the list of people who are going to consistently inform about what's going on. There are two sides of stat. There's the public side, which has public information and anybody can access it, and that's open today. The other side of it is the very specific topologies and indicators that we're talking about that have been curated by financial institutions and law enforcement, and that is only accessible to people who've gone through a vetting process.
1: I'm a hotel clerk someplace, and I'm seeing weird behavior. If I go online, I might find information from Stat that helps me identify that yes, in fact, I'm seeing trafficking of some Yes,
2: kind. the entire platform, the core mission is really to be a symbol of how strong collaboration can be. The criminals are operating in a very coordinated and collaborative in a bad way. We on the other side really should be doing the same thing. We've also made it a core mission to bring awareness to anyone who is trying to help the effort. So the resources section does have links to a lot of different sites.
1: And do we have any Examples of how this kind of information has been helpful?
2: One of the places that we wanted to highlight was labor trafficking, specifically in agriculture. It's one of the hardest to break into because it is, like a lot of money laundering, being done in a business, essentially. And there are a
1: whole lot of people that have visas to work properly. Right. and
2: it's, it's using very legitimate ways to bring in people for illegitimate purposes. The recruiters, labor contractors will go out, look for laborers in other countries. They'll bring them to very specific farms, and then it's the recruiter or the contractor who is responsible for ensuring that they fulfill all the obligations of the H-2A visa. That's housing, salaries, ensuring they have transportation into the U.S. and out of the U.S. And so that recruiter or contractor holds a very powerful position. If a contractor or labor recruiter is found to have violated any of the labor laws within the U.S., they can be debarred, meaning they lose their privilege mm-hmm. to apply for H-2A visas. And that debarred recruiters list is all public information.
1: So, if you have some questions about a particular contractor, or a particular source for labor in a particular place, you could find it there. Correct. Yeah.
2: Correct. If Kieran Beer, right?
1: I'm was, uh, yes.
2: not that he is. <laughs> you <laughs> can check that? up on me yes. if I'm
1: a contractor. Yes. What would you say to people listening? the podcast, they've suddenly thought like, you know, I really should be involved in doing something against human trafficking. Yeah.
2: I think the easiest step one is to educate yourself. And so that's the other function of the public side of stat, go to the site and read, but even more, go to the site and sign up just to be much more aware. We are in a society where the core reason behind human trafficking is that there's some level of either acceptance unknowingly, or just unawareness. And I think that if more people know, then more people can do something about
1: it. First become aware. Yes. Anything else?
2: We have seen a lot of progress just in the evolution of technology, the evolution of how people are thinking about sharing information. I would say make sure you tell people about this too. So knowing is one thing, but then also telling somebody, even if it's the person sitting next to you and you're working on a case or you're working on policies or you're working on understanding data better, to constantly be thinking about how that data, how that policy, how that thing can really be a part of changing how we can access identification of human trafficking behavior. We're talking about a very big societal issue. We oftentimes, I think, are afraid to to speak up because we're not sure but i mean if I you see something
1: hard. say something right
2: if you see something <laughs> say something but it's not that easy not everybody can just easily speak up but if we know that there is a movement and that there are millions of people who are in this movement with you you become stronger as an individual collaboration brings that strength
1: angel in. swift thank you so much for taking time to do this podcast thank
2: You're you amazing. for inviting me
0: thanks for listening everyone If you want to hear more about what's important in fighting financial crime, be sure to subscribe to Financial Crime Matters with me, Kieran Beer, on SoundCloud or iTunes. See you next month.